What is up, Mets fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Mets Up Podcast. After the Cardinals series here, special Father's Day edition, if you can see. I'm sure Vito's going to cut to it on video, but we're here with our dads. Thought it would be a good way to celebrate some Father's Day with them. Get them on the podcast for the first time, because of course, we would not be Mets fans without them. So it's, it's great to have them on. Guys, how are you feeling? Introduce yourself. Say what's up. How you doing? Happy Father's Day, everybody. I'm Mark. <laughs> Hello, all. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> I am uh, James P. Shiano. Paul, not to be confused with James A. Shiano, Anthony to my left. But uh, as, as pleasure to be here. As you guys probably heard, which is a really funny coincidence, Mark and I, Mark and James, same names are dads, Mark and James. Yeah, just to make it confusing for anybody yeah. at home who's wondering, <laughs> you're hearing a lot of different Marks and James today. It's what's going on with the dads. So we're going to, of course, do the normal episode, go through all the games, tell you what happened. It wasn't great. I mean, let's just be honest. It's not, not the most fun, but we're going to try to have some fun here, especially with our dads in the studio, in the theater here at City Field. Make sure you follow us on all our social media, at MetsUp on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, at Metsed Up, yep, I said that, mm-hmm. M-E-T-S-D-U-P. Subscribe to the New York Mets YouTube channel so you can see the video version of this. And if you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, drop us a rating, drop us a review, download and subscribe. James, how are we feeling? Um, I mean, good day overall. Again, family at the ballpark. Mom and sister are also over here watching in the studio, but it's just really would have loved for the Mets to have completed this big comeback and get a win, win this series. The Cardinals team hasn't won a series since... Middle of May, Ugh. so tough to see us be on the other side of them, maybe getting off the schneid with the worst record in National League. It's disappointing. It's a really disappointing way to end the series. Yeah, it would have been nice to get a win on Father's Day, too. It was a very winnable game. I mean, we'll talk a little bit, uh, a little bit more in depth about it in a few here, but just overall, a bit of a series that left you wanting just a little bit more. Like, we saw some good things here and there. Like, the offense did have a good game one did have a good game three like they hit they hit for power too which was nice and friday night was one of the most succinct easiest mets wins of the entire <sighs> so year easy. like it was just wonderful it was a two-hour one-minute game shortest Mets game of the entire season and it was just very straightforward they won even like before the game we got a shout out pride night on friday night it was a great event the crowd was really amped up it was bad weather especially in queens during yeah. the day very windy it, yeah it looked like it was going to be possibly washed out if not delayed didn't happen which is so the opposite of wednesday where it was beautiful all day <laughs> yeah and the rain delay came out of like the clear blue sky but Friday, bad weather all day, not delayed. Alex Cohen was like handing out fans, a bunch of like down, downstairs. They had the purple pride shirts that were a huge hit. Jansport did national anthem. She was great. The crowd was really rocking. It was they had the the pride flag in the rotunda. It was it was it was a very nice event. Oh, 100%. The team played really well, which also builds on top of it. Like good energy, good vibes, good play. Love to see it. Some other little housekeeping things. We have a new member of the Mets family. You guys know him very well. A new baby has been born. Francisco Lindor's baby, of course, is the one we're talking about here. Amapola Chloe was born on Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Saturday, Francisco Lindor got the first day off he's had in years, I'm sure. He even somehow got the pinch hit. I figured you would save this to after we talked about the game on yeah, Friday. Let's yeah, get it out. Let's just talk. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he wasn't here to start the game, and then he pinch hit in the ninth inning. Yeah. And got hit by a pitch by Jordan Hicks, which, like... Imagine becoming like having your second child and then getting hit by a hundred two mile an hour sinker. Dude, it's dad strength. I know it's the second daughter, but dad strength. Like you just you probably didn't even feel it. No, probably not at all. But yeah, nice. And also we shouldn't also mention, I guess. There's yeah, an- I guess. another another fam- another baby has joined, more so the Metsed Up family this weekend. A Father's Day buzzer beater by everyone's favorite, <laughs> uh, everyone's favorite long talker, Johnny Stats. Sophia Rose Barron, kind of brown nosing the Cohen's a little bit, copying the name <laughs> of their daughter, but 
very happy for John. Incredible he's going to be a father, and very, very nice moment. Shout out Shauna, too. I have one one issue with John's pregnancy. Okay, yes, please. So quick. Only one? He couldn't let Shauna get a day. No. He no. couldn't let her get the attention for a day. He had <laughs> to come in and say, I'm going to get my father's day. Yes. <laughs> First day as a dad was Father's Day. I mean, like, this guy touched by God or what? <laughs> and it was quick, too, I think. It was like, he texted us at like 6.30. Yeah, 7. And I think like 9.30, 10 o'clock, he was like, the baby's born. Okay. Yes. It was, no, it wasn't even, it was a picture of her holding the hand. It was so cute. So I can, I can give you a rundown. Yesterday, John texts me in the middle of the day. He goes, um, we're texting about something else. And then he goes, this baby's coming. And I said, oh, like, is she close? And he said, I'm at the hospital and she's pushing. And that was at like <laughs> he text- 530. <laughs> he texted five- you that? Yeah. <laughs> I like, honestly, I knew me and John were close. I didn't realize we were like, that I'm close. Yeah. I didn't realize I'm one of the first people he's going to text. Me. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's ridiculously funny. He wants to make sure he gets airtime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. He- also, he had the upstage Francisco Lindor. He had this baby the same day as Francisco Lindor. Really? And you know, you know, he's going to tell us about that forever. And he's going to make sure Sophia knows that her and, Amapola have been born on the same He's going to run up to Lindora the second he gets a chance. Thousand percent. Okay, okay, guess, Thousand guess percent. what? <laughs> it's also funny because since his uh, daughter was born, so June 17th, that's going to fall on Father's Day sometimes. A lot. So yeah. John's oh, yeah. going to be a little ornery having to share Father's Day with his, <laughs> with his lovely daughter. <laughs> oh, that's 100%. true. That's, that is interesting. Yeah, the no, birthday definitely. on Father's Day. Yeah. All right. But back, back to baseball. We're, we'll talk about some good things that happened on Friday night on the field. First of all, McGill had, I think, probably his best start of the entire season. Definitely. Best he looked all year. The fastball was very crisp. The slider looked really good. Got a lot of whiffs on it, especially low in the zone. Went six innings, seven strikeouts, no walks, one earned run, only four hits. Completely in control. Not that much trouble. Like, usually it's Miguel. Like, oh, God, there's two men on. we got to work around some stuff. But only happened about once or twice. Also, the seven strikeouts with no walks are the most Tyler McGill's ever gotten in his career with no walks. Yeah. No, I mean, he looked really good. I was talking to my dad, and we were constantly texting throughout the game. And we're like, wow, like this game has gone really, really smoothly. He got into a little bit of trouble, it felt like, at one point where, like, he did have to battle. But he did. He, he went right back at them, which was really nice. And to get six innings at McGill, who has been struggling a bit, hasn't been m- the most consistent is super big, and one thing that stood out to me was that his fastball, his location, his command was really, really good in this game. And you mentioned the zero walks, but the fact that he was able, like, he's always working the outside corner, it seems like, with that fastball, trying to build off that slider or use that to build with the slider, and he was able to locate that in the zone, get some called strikes on the corner. That made the slider look even better because now you have to keep an eye out for that. You can make it a chase pitch. Just had a really, really good game, went really smoothly, which was nice. It was just it was a very fun and easy game. Vogel back back for the first game, hit a home run, Crushed looked a lot it. better. The at bats were better. The the confidence seemed to be there. And it was the shortest game of the year, two hour and one minute. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was nice. How do you guys feel at home about the pitch clock? Like games like this have to be a lot different than what you're used to. Well, we were used to that at one time because we grew up on baseball moving very quickly. Yeah. Uh, two hour games were the norm back in the day, but. It is, it is good to have that back because sometimes it just gets to be too much and the pace of the game is definitely better. Um, there are some games that maybe want to slow down a little bit more, so maybe the pitch clock could adjust a little bit, especially in the postseason, maybe after the seventh inning, things like that. But I think it's, it's, a, it's a welcome addition so far. I feel that way anyway. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, <laughs> it takes you back to when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Games are over quick. Uh, you were able to follow along more, kept, keep your interest more. I think it's good for the game going forward to grow the game where before people were um, annoyed that it would take so long and it's boring and this, that, the other thing. And if, if you were, unless you were a real baseball guy and you really love it so much, you didn't care. But um, I think now going forward, it's good because it'll, it'll attract a different audience. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to speak for your mom. You can speak. She's also here. But I know my mom, 
likes baseball casually because yeah. me and my dad are crazy you, Mets fans. You kind of have to at this point. But yeah. I feel like she's she's more in tune now, and I'm sure the game time has to do with it a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. She was uh, her attention span was not good for a baseball, <laughs> baseball game, but but your, it's it's on point now. Your mom also has no break because it's just you and your dad. Yes, like 100%. at least my mom has my sister to bounce off. Where it's like there's someone here who's not addicted to the Mets and watching the Mets and talking about oh, the yeah. Mets all day long. Because I know, like, I'm sure you guys do the same thing. Whenever I come home now, wherever I call my dad on the phone, like, there's no small talk. It's right into the Mets. Yep. Yeah. It's like this, that, that. What do you think about this one? What do you think about that one? I can't believe that. And maybe hopefully this. There's nothing at all. No. And it's like mom's like, oh, what are you doing? How's it going? Like, what'd you eat today? It's very, very, very different types of conversations. It's a sickness. Yeah, no it's doubt. a sickness, for yeah, sure. We're, not, we're, yeah. we're diseased, yeah. and we can thank you guys for that. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Another big part of why we want to do this Father's Day stuff, because Mark and I definitely wouldn't be Mets fans probably at all, if not as big of Mets fans as we are without all the stuff doing with our dads, like going to crazy games as we're oh, yeah. young, playing baseball, like them coaching us, all that stuff, and then just, just, again, having these conversations about the Mets every single possible moment, like constant texting, which is crazy. We basically like have podcasts with our dads on phone calls every single day whenever we watch a game. It's like the next day, that's the first conversation. Yeah, but those would have to be edited a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely a few. Sure. Yes. Last thing I want to shout out from Friday night, Josh Walker looked really good again. Awesome. Crispy two innings, 22 pitches, a huge hand in how this game became so short with yep. Josh Walker's breezing through the last couple innings. Got three whiffs each with his fastball and his curveball. That curveball was really, really looking good. A lot of nice. drop on it. And that fastball got up to 91, so no, 95. Mad, messed up there. But left side, there's a lot of velocity. It was very good to see him growing into like a more trustworthy role in this bullpen. Yeah, and like Buck said, he just attacks batters. He's mm -hmm. like, hit it. C come at me. Like, you're not going to do it. You're not going to hit me. And he's been very successful. I'm super excited to see more of him. He's also massive. Huge. He's human. huge. Yeah. I, can't, I can't believe how big he is. Dad, you met one of his family members on Wednesday night, right? Yeah, I was here Wednesday night. Um, actually ended up sitting in the um, family section. Um, very uh, nice atmosphere. Great atmosphere Wednesday night after the rain stopped. Stadium was just alive. And, um, you know, with the Yankees in town, uh, in town, with the Yankees, uh, the other side. It's interesting to be in the ballpark. It's a very rare event where, you know, People rooting for the opposite team, many people. So, yeah. but it uh, it brings out the best in everyone. It's always it's always fun. And um, yeah, I, the Walker family was sitting right next to me or a row ahead of me. So yeah, were they also big? Um, yeah, I think uh, there was some size there. I, mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think his dad is uh, a firefighter. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Bronx. Out of the Bronx. Yeah, yeah. The Bronx, right? Yep. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It was it was a fun night. It was definitely a fun night. But yeah, he's looking really good. No, he's looking I awesome. Mean, uh, and you know, I mean. Velocity in the bullpen is uh, is what we need and yep. want. So Definitely. I didn't know James got uh, family and friend seats in the in the clubhouse <laughs> section. No, my my dad's um. I don't know, what's the word? Pesky? <laughs> uh, bold? Yeah. <laughs> My dad's a lot of fun when he comes to the games by himself. Because he even told me that week, he was like, I might try to come to a Subway Series game. I was like, all right, yeah, let me know. And then I got off the train Wednesday. I got here like a half hour, 20 minutes before game time. And he's like, yeah, by the Seaver statue. I was like, oh, you didn't even like, tell me you were coming <laughs> to this game at all. And That's I walk great. up, like, Honestly, give him a hug. I was like, Whoa. I mean, honestly, I, I left my office. I walked out at 530. I was in Jersey City. And hadn't really, I was 50-50, checking the weather. It was beautiful. I called my wife and I said, yeah, I'm thinking about going to the game. She's like, go, go, go see James. I'm like, okay. And I got on the train and I just came here. You know, just kind of a spur of the moment and it was the last minute. I mean, obviously I wanted to be here. I didn't have yeah. a ticket, so... <laughs> That's all one. As soon as the rain started, it was perfect time to buy a ticket on the way in there. Yeah, so. and that was also back-to-back sure. -back games, games my dad's come to. Also, that Friday night Blue Jays game. Oh, no, my where God. His brother Randall. Yeah. So today broke that streak, thankfully. <laughs> but He's bringing the water with him when he's crossing the river. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> come over with it. But, yeah, no, my, my dad comes to the games, and 
he'll he always finds a, a good a good spot to hang out. I mean, like you guys come up and say hello to us. Now when you see the dads around, <laughs> yeah, you when, you see, when you see Big Mark oh, yeah. and Big James, you gotta say what's up to them yeah, too. Right. Yeah, right. We introduced some of our friends around the same today too. Our favorite security guard, Steven. Yep. Very very nice talking to him to meet our families, which is funny. It's also cool to just have them out. Like we don't, you know, behind the scenes they watch and listen all the time, yeah. which is awesome. So now to have them. See what's going on. See how the sausage is made. I guess a microphone. Let's talk a little bit. Yeah, you, guys, you guys, you guys, you could loosen up a little bit. <laughs> have some fun here, guys. Run a podcast. Oh, they're they're tight. They're tight. This, yeah. it's, it's like our, which is also fun. about a year ago from today ish. I think yesterday, our, our first episode with the is Mets. Is it really? Yeah, we're a close. Year? A year, I, yeah. very very close. Yeah, I I you're is right. it exactly a year? I think it's about. I think it's a year yesterday. But yeah, we were tight. Yeah, we were tight those first few. It episodes. was. It was hard. It's weird. It's a whole new thing. Loosen up a little bit. Yeah, probably yeah, the right? same. Like we're we're used to doing it in like my old bedroom, like Mark's office with like a webcam and like mm-hmm. I'd work, like bike there and like wearing a tie dye shirt. And now it's like we have cameras and people. Vito, hey guys, and Dylan, Dylan, and Dylan, shout out Dylan. Yeah, get Dylan some time too on the camera. Dylan, wait to the camera, Dylan. There he is. Hey Dylan. <laughs> All right, back to back some baseball. Yeah, back to some fun baseball. Fact, a little oh. fun fact about Wednesday night. I like um, that. I happened to. Uh, the rain delay, some time to kill. I happened to run into uh, Tia Alex. Oh, nice. And um, kind of walked right up to me. And um, so I had my season ticket uh, quarter zip on. She's like, oh, I love that. I says, <laughs> I says, Alex, I just want to say thank you so much for you and Steve for buying this team. You know, we uh, really appreciate it. Um, couldn't thank you more. And she says, oh, thank you so much. And she hugged me. And then we took a selfie and just so, so down to earth and um, just so warm. You know, I just can't say enough about it. Just felt like. We were friends. <laughs> no, it's great. It's nice to have that, it was great. that kind so of it was, ownership uh, around. It was a fun yeah. night. Yeah, Alex is always very warm. Whenever so, so I feel that yeah. now I'm owed a hug by the Alex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the next time I'm here, if, you know, if you're out there, Tia. You say, say hi. <laughs> she's, she's incredibly pleasant. She's very nice. Yeah, very, very absolutely. nice. But yeah, now back to the games. Yeah, well, let's talk about the bad stuff now, Yeah, I guess. Now, now it's two games we lost. Saturday, it started off really rocky. Paul Goldschmidt and Jordan Walker each hit. Kind of, kind of serious home runs Effortless. early in the game off Sanga. The Goldschmidt one was just like a fastball right down Broadway, and he crushed it because he's defending MVP, possibly a future Hall of Famer. And yeah. then Jordan Walker hit the pitch. And also, if you guys aren't really hip to Jordan Walker, I hope this series kind of made you realize that this is probably like one of these the future like superstars in the making. He hit the pitch that Sanga threw him a 96 mile an hour fastball at his eyes to right field. Oh my god, like 380 feet. It was it was totally ridiculous. And like you, like he's 21 year old kid. He's what he's drafted out of high school in 2020. They were talking about it on SNY. They were like, he didn't even get to play pro ball the first year he was drafted because there was no minor leagues because of the COVID season. Mm-hmm. So he's basically played two full years of pro ball after high school, and he is now starting every single day at the major league level. It's and nuts. And it's not like with Alvarez, who gets signed when he's 16 and yeah. gets to get a little bit of a taste. He just got thrown right into it, and he's been awesome. And he's changed his position on the fly. Yes. <laughs> which is like, that's the most incredible thing of this. He was a corner infielder, and they're like, oh, we have two future Hall of Famers at our corner infield. Do you want to just try playing the outfield? He was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and we'll jump around a little bit. But he made a pretty crazy play to help get Brandon Nimmo out on Sunday, yeah. where Hose. he dove for a ball in the corner. Two got ball got past him. Two runs scored. Big moment at the time. But then he got up, recovered very quickly. Great athlete. Got to the ball. His arm is one of the best in baseball. Threw the cutoff man. It was like a BB. And then Dimo was out by a step at their base, which is yeah. unfortunate. But back to that game. That was a rough start for Sanga. Long ball kind of bit him a little bit. But that Jordan Walker home run was actually the last hit that he allowed in the game. Oh, wow. And that was in the third inning. Okay, yes. yeah. And I he mean, went through six. Like watching it, he did settle in, which Very is much. kind of a Mets pitcher's theme, it feels yeah, like. But a little bit. Yeah, he wound up with eight strikeouts and one walk overall. And another one more sad thing that happened, though. Brendan Donovan had the second hard hit ball off the ghost fork all year. That's tough. I know, very tough. tough. It sat lone inside and he got around on it. But overall, Sanga, again, pitched well enough for the team to win, just didn't score any runs. And no, it was, it was Adam Wainwright. Like, Adam Wainwright 
doing the Adam Wainwright thing he's done to the Mets forever. I hate for him so much. 20 years or whatever it's been now. I mean, we know how his career started against the Mets. We don't have to talk about that one. But no. the fact that this guy's out here throwing like 82, 83, and the Mets were hitting the ball really hard to start, which was like really encouraging because I think they got quick three runs. But the fact that he was just able to shut them down and like seven hits, three runs, I think he even walked a couple guys. Like he wasn't sharp, and it's just frustrating that we couldn't jump all over him. Mets had 10 hard hit balls off Adam Wainwright in six and one thirds innings, seven hits, two walks, only three strikeouts. And the hardest pitch he threw the entire game was 88 miles an hour. I, I want to ask you guys, because Adam Wainwright, I feel like maybe for me and James is just like, hate him. We hate him. Loathe He's him. a pitcher that has always owned us. A part of a, the Cardinals who we hate. We have so much animosity towards them. <laughs> Despise them. Who was like that guy for you guys when you were like growing up as Mets fans or even oh. our age? Who was like the Met killer? John Tudor on John the Cardinals. T I don't also. even know who that is. The was lefty. The Cardinals, he yeah. used to kill us oh in the God, 80s. Yeah. He was such a nemesis. And, yeah. you know, back then, free agency was kind of early on. And the, the players hated the players. There was no love between the teams. Yeah. Um, and John Tudor was just a... He was the bane of my existence. <laughs> that's correct. Uh, yeah, he hated him. Hey, like me, we don't know phrases. Oh, that's where you get it. <laughs> yeah, sure. thing. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, I remember those teams. I mean, the Cardinals and the Mets, the animosity goes way back. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not just from now. And, uh, yeah, we feel the same way back. Those late 80s teams, mid 80s teams, you know, that was our biggest hurdle to get over the Cardinals. That was it. We had in to division, beat the Cardinals. In, our, in, our, in our division, you know, too, those, right? And so, that yeah. 1985 that year, yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. remember that? I mean, we won 98 games. Yeah. We went home. I mean, that's tough. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Thing you know, about baseball it. was very different. You don't win your division, you're out, yeah. and that's it. And it was, uh, yeah, you know, guys like Terry Pendleton were on that team oh. those years. Tommy and, uh, Her. Tommy Her. <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> these oh feel like fake people. Oh, oh, they're not fake people. <laughs> and that's when hitting the ball on the ground was. Oh my God. Really. And they had, had the astroturf, right? There was astroturf everywhere. Yeah. Like just, oh, there yes. were very few stadiums that didn't have astroturf. And they the Cardinals would, would just it. hit it on the rug, and it would roll the wall triple, triple, triple every time. And so. which we, sp we spoke about this uh, last night. James and I were at um, a barbecue. My niece got married, but um, Willie McGee. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wait, this is an unbelievable thing about Willie McGee. So I've, I've shouted out my uncles in the show a few times. If you don't want me to stop talking to them because they're probably toxic, but <laughs> it, it's okay. When, when my dad and his two brothers and I hang out, it's like encyclopedias of baseball, literally. And we're just – and, of course – you guys could probably guess this. My uncle's favorite player right now is Luis Arias. Yeah. They think he's the coolest thing in the world right now. Throwback, old school, batting average. They love it so much. And then we're just like sitting around talking. And we're like, I wonder if any other players won a batting title in two different leagues. And I said that sentence. And my dad's brother, my uncle Lou, in, in a millisecond, a microsecond, a purely involuntary response, he was like, Willie McGee won one with the Pirates, or that was Pirates, right? The Cubs, Cardinals. He won one. He no, said, I forgot the team. Cardinals and then Oakland. And because yeah. then he said, but then he got traded a couple years later to Oakland in August. He only played about 30 games with them, but he still won the batting title for the American League, but he played most of the games in National League. And I go in baseball reference. I'm like, how the hell <laughs> did you have that in your yeah. head? And then my dad's pulling out like 70s, 80s baseball names never heard. It was Bill Madlock was the guy you said. Oh, what Madlock, a hitter. Right? Oh, yeah. what a hitter. Another Met killer, too. <laughs> I mean, who was it? in division with us also yeah, again. Yeah. Yeah. It was just yeah. crazy. These like welts, this baseball encyclopedias, these like things you build up over years. Like imagine like the other knowledge we would have if like these aren't the things we thought <laughs> oh about. Oh my god, yeah. Like science, art, imagine <laughs> all this stuff. History. I got some history. Well, you might have history. I got yeah. this. History. I mean, it's just there's yeah. so much of but I think all four of our brains that are taken up by not just baseball in general, but Mets baseball. Yes. Toxic sludge. That's yes. just <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of space it takes up. Well, my fandom, you know. That's how it started. I mean, my oldest brother, Lou, Uncle Lou, as James mentions, that's, um, you know, it was 1973, remember? 
I was eight years old, and probably the first games I watched were the World Series games in 73. I remember sitting in front of the TV in the afternoon with my, my brothers. One of my brothers is a Yankees fan, so uh, I just tough. happened to lynch because the Mets were in the World Series that year. I became a Mets fan. And that's the first time I remember actually watching the Mets was uh, the World Series in 73. Yeah. How about you, Dad? Uh, I remember like uh, a little bit of 69, I, just a little bit. I, my family, they, they really weren't sports guys. Um, Safe to say. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> right, exactly. You, you, you know, your uncles don't really know much about sports. But um, 73 was probably the coming of age yeah. where it clicked for me, where I you know, really was into it. Um, I remember yeah. Pete Rose uh, taking out Buddy Harrelson and wow. that whole brawl. And, I mean, that uh, was... And then years later, uh, we're in Vegas, um, and we're, going to, uh, we're in some hotel, whatever, and, and Pete Rose has a... Uh, yeah. A, a setup there where you could sign orders. Yeah, it was yeah. empty. There was nobody in there. So we went in there. You were about 14, maybe yeah, 14, 13. Yeah, 14, I think, yeah. And um, they're like, you could ask Pete anything you want, but be prepared because he's going to give you the straight answer. Right. <laughs> so, of course, I was like, so Pete, what's the deal with, you know, Buddy Harrelson? That was my guy. And he, he was quick to oh, say yeah. just like, that well, was, you know, uh, he came in and, and it was, and, he goes, oh, and that was it. That was it. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, little, you're good, long. you're good. Yeah, yeah, you too. But it's also funny to think about, it. you just mentioned the fight. We kind of forgot last year, the Mets and the Cardinals had one of the bigger baseball brawls we've seen in the last few years. 100%. And this is the first time we've played them this season. Yeah. And then we played them twice with two series early and then got rid of them. And that kind of like sent the Mets. I feel like those Cardinals series kind of sent the Mets season, like got their momentum going last yeah. year because yeah. you had that big oh, yeah. brawl and then you had the big comeback. In St. Louis, yeah, it's a good that way. Was, to that was that really was a big first huge comeback. Yeah, that Nolan Arnold made the error, and then we just took the advantage, which that was a crazy moment. That was even before we started doing the podcast. That was that was, yeah. that was that was my. Was, I remember that was in my old apartment. I was listening to Howie like, just by myself in my windowless <laughs> room in Brooklyn. That was that was, was freelance boys. <laughs> yeah, freelance boys, like the grinders. And then we had the game here, which was also just before we started with them. With Pete hit the home run. Yeah. in the day game, we did a live stream for that. Yes, and then we, a lot of people were like this is so cool, and like one dude was like really making fun of us. It was really funny. Great engagement. Bad clicks are still clicks. They are. That is true. <laughs> yeah, all clicks are clicks. But I feel like that was a big thing that set the Mets up last year, and like you could feel the heat between these two teams. No, hundred percent. I. I gotta say, I didn't feel the heat this time. I didn't feel like any well, animosity it's, between it's the hard, two. It's hard to have the heat when the two teams are combined, like yeah. almost like what, 25 games under yeah, 500. It's nah, a little less definitely. heat. I also don't want to wake up like a sleeping giant a little bit too. Yeah, I guess that too. But no, it was frustrating. And that side of the game was just so frustrating. Frustrating. To watch Adam Wainwright do this all these years later and have nothing in his tank. I hate him. I despise him. He's I hate him. And he's he's awful right now. He's so he, bad. CRA is like six. He's like mixing up these curveballs and these sinkers, and the Mets are crushing the ball and he's finding gloves. And it's just so freaking frustrating to watch lose a game like that. Yeah, no, the Cardinals pitching. Especially when, especially when the Cardinals have no hits for four straight innings. No, nothing. It's just we shut them down, and we just couldn't. We couldn't get more runs. Frustrating. Was really hoping that, like, I don't know, at least maybe the hard hits would fall into Game Three. Granted, they did. The offense scored. We scored seven runs. Mm -hmm. Like there was a lot of good stuff to talk about there. But the bad is that Carlos Carrasco had a just straight up bad start. Yeah, this was this was Carrasco's worst start since he returned from injury at, towards the end of May. It was just it was bad. He they were hitting it left and right. He wasn't really getting any swings and misses. John Curtis was warming up, I believe, when the, once by the time the second inning started rolling around. Yeah. Nolan Arnado hit that home run really early. The, the first one that he would Crushed hit. Crushed it. Wasn't even the worst one he hit, but it was rough. But cool to see the Mets, again, like battle back. If you, ha if you have to take a positive, like Francisco Lindor with a home run, his uh, second at bat after having a child. So you know, his, his righty swing is just yeah, it's it's butter. It's beautiful. It's so good. It, it did feel like his he was taking much better at bat. So he put another ball to the warning track. I could see now... You know, the, the, the ease of no longer having uh, his wife pregnant right now, the baby being here, being happy and healthy. I feel like that kind of sent him on a run. I remember I've talked about this a few yep. times in the show. Jose Ramirez. His old Cleveland teammate, Jose Ramirez, he had the worst stretch of his career in April to June. 
when his wife was pregnant, and then he was the same exact player he's always been right after that. So hoping for that from Lindor, but yeah, just it was a weird game because the Cardinals kept getting more runs. We kept getting really close and getting back. We did tie it at one point, big time Tommy, the yep. hottest hitter on planet Earth. His baseball savant slide that just came out, if you guys haven't seen it, it's a lot of red ink. Of course it Barrel is. Barrel rate, Woba, exit velocity, hard hit percentage, everything, top of the line, big time Tommy, me and Mike Petriello, we freaking knew it. Yep. But great moment. The stadium was rocking. It was 7-7. You kind it of was. felt like then it was going to be like a race to 10. Like both offenses were humming. Both bullpens have seen better days. And like, all right, let's get after it. And then everything just kind of stopped in one shot. We had a young kid. How old do you think he was, that Eight, kid? Eight, maybe. Eight, yeah. He was sitting behind us sitting up in the 500s with the real fans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. And he was, I think it might have been his first Mets game, but he was so insanely loud, but like cheering for all the right stuff. He was spot on. Was it the kid in the Harvey jersey with the big chain? No, it wasn't. wasn't There was one, there's a kid we passed in the 500s. Also, it was cool sitting in the 500s for a time in a while. Yeah, haven't done it in a minute. Yeah, because we used to do that regularly. Now we've gotten a little Hollywood on you guys, but (laughs) we we bounce around. We like to hang in the field level now because, you know, show business, but... Yeah, so the kid had ice cream all over his face. I mean, he, he knew what he was talking about. He was super loud, but it was piercing the air. It yeah. was, I, I've never heard someone be so loud, but also it wasn't like, you know, like when little kids yell and it gets like that crazy high pitch? Yeah. He, had, he had like just enough bass in his voice where just it wasn't enough. screechy. And uh, yeah, for five innings, it was, it was a lot. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action so why is Wasabi the MVP well Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging in fact Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. But I respect that he was having a good time. Love that. Fun question for you guys, answer individually. What were we like at Mets games as kids? I asked my dad that today. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. Like, also, like, what were the age ranges like? We were like 8 to 10 and then like, you know, like, like 11 to 15. Like, what, how was that growth as fans? So uh, I think Mark's first Mets game, we went with his papu, his Greek grandfather. Papu. Three years old. Um, and he was great. He, he, you know, sat still. He was very much into everything that was going on. Uh, it was the late 90s, probably 99 season around there. I would be three So the Mets were kind of, you know, competitive then, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, um, but then, like, his, I, the, the best memory, I think, or the earliest memory was um, last day of the year, Al Leiter, we beat the Pirates, I believe, um, and I had, like, fan appreciation if the players came out. So we talked about before. Yeah. Um, uh, and then as you – I mean, you were always into the games, yeah. always. Never mm-hmm. wanted to walk around, never wanted to – you know, you weren't uh, – Distracted by anything else. It was all about the baseball game. Piazza was your guy. Of course. And so you were mesmerized by Piazza and, um, and, and, and the Mets. I mean, yep. 
I, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, you're the reason I called nine one one like ten times too when Todd Brad hit right. the home run. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you wrote you wrote nine one seven, but I read it as nine one one. Yeah, you called the cops. I called nine one one like ten times, and they're like, "What's your emergency?" I'm like, "I'm trying to talk to my dad." Like Todd Pratt hit a home run, <laughs> and, and they just the cops showed up yeah. at my yaya Bapu's house, who don't speak any English. So you had a three four year old me explain to the police what was going on. They're like, "That's a seven. I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, nice." Yeah. And I think I called my dad. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, I mean, I think same thing. I think I remember the first game that um, we took James to. Uh, I think it was the Colorado Rockies, and it may have been probably around that same time. 90, I think they were – their first year in the league was 98. The Rockies were 97. But, yeah, I think it was – and we sat in the picnic section out in Shea Stadium, of course, out yeah, in the yep. outfield. And, uh, you know, I guess the first game was a lot of uh, – you know, pretzels and ice cream and things like that. <laughs> but uh, the fandom picked up pretty quickly. And I remember one thing I remember specifically, no matter how many runs we were up or down, we would never leave a game That's before us. the last Same out. Thing. Yeah. Same didn't thing. Matter. Never. Didn't never. matter. Didn't matter. I could game. never understand um, that. No, yeah. Yeah. no just, it doesn't make uh, sense. Like, yeah. Check traffic, so yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. So, I uh, and I will say yeah. this, too, about the fandom of uh, the fandom of everybody, <laughs> of us or whatever, or Met fans in general. Um, it's so easy to be a Yankee fan. So easy. It's so oh. easy to be <laughs> the, a Cardinals fan. All the other fan. teams in sports. You know, they, they have this tradition of winning and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as they fail, those fans are out. Oh, my yeah. God. Mets so fans, are. do or die, we live and die with the Mets. Absolutely. So we, we know what it's like. We're true fans. If there's any true fan in sport, it's a Mets fan. Maybe the Cubs fans, too, but yeah. Mets fans <laughs> for sure. Maybe. Absolutely. But I guess, you know, it, it starts um, from the old Brooklyn Dodger. Yes. Um, mentality because them bums, right? And, them um, bums. Yep. You know, if I date even my fandom back, it's from my uncle because he was a Brooklyn Dodgers fan, my Uncle Al, and uh, that's how my brother became a Mets fan. They lived in the same house. You know, back then, all the Italians lived in the same house. First, second, third floor. It was, you know, <laughs> that's right, that's 30 right. people in one house, three <laughs> families. So, interestingly, <laughs> my dad was not a sports fan at all. Yeah. At all. Never watched a game with my dad. It was my brother's. My dad was always working two or three jobs. So, you know, and that's the whole thing is uh, the Mets fans come from the Brooklyn Dodger fans and they yep. just have that mentality, you know? Working class fans. That's it, exactly. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Exactly. Yeah. Proletariat is yeah. heart of the people. That's what we are. Salt that's, of the earth. That's right. So I was waiting for exactly. salt of the earth. Exactly. Yeah. Salt of the earth. That's right. And then uh, something else we have to talk about that happened in Sunday's game. Something that we knew was going to happen this whole series that I was dreading. Paul, the Paul DeYoung home run. Yeah, it was like, about time. Just absolute clockwork. Paul DeYoung, you want to hear his career stats against the Mets? No. <laughs> All right, well, save him. I'll tell you anyway. Why? He's played 30 games against the Mets and he has 11 home runs. Yeah. That's so many. That is the one, two. That's the fourth most home runs he has against any other team in his entire career. And it's 82 games against the Pirates, 80 games against the Cubs, 83 games against the Reds, and then 30 against the Mets. So he's like on pace for like a 50. If he played only against the Mets for a season, he hit like 55 home runs. <laughs> he almost has an 1,100 career OPS against the Mets. He doesn't have an OPS above that. Like even... 800 against any other team besides teams he played three or four games against. How is that even possible? It's, for some reason, he comes, he gets, he sees the other, the colors on the other side of the field, and he locks in. He's, He's enraged. I mean, 30 games. Let's think about this. So if they went to him and they said we traded you to the Mets, would he say nope? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. That's another. I can only play against them. Another play with storyline this weekend. Something happened with the Cardinals actually. Is that oh, they? Yeah. I guess we just mentioned this. Like why not? I also can rile up some Cardinals fans. You guys want to watch? But they asked David Freeze to be in the Team Hall of Fame. He just said no. Yeah. Well, 
He he said no, but there was it was a little more nuanced. Yeah. He felt he wasn't deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. I think that's kind of cool. That, yeah, I think, oh, very much so. I yeah. respect that a lot. I think he's that's the right answer. Yeah, and he handled it beautifully. And um, I, you know, kudos to him, even though you know, it's like, just pretty self aware. He's gonna be like Stan Musial, like Albert Pujols, yeah. like David Freeze. Yeah, <laughs> like no. And I think one of the things I did read quickly on on Twitter, he said that you know he he grew up. There in St. Louis, I think. I think oh, he's a really? fan, yeah. Uh, and I think he said that wow. there are too many other players that are deserving that aren't in yet. Yeah. And I don't think I'm higher than them on that list. And yeah, that's that's, that's a good guy. That's I a, mean, that's a to, to do this for your life and then be offered that and it's, it's that's that's pretty tough. It's the only nice thing we'll say about the Cardinals. We <laughs> hate <laughs> them otherwise. <laughs> though, <laughs> hate them so happy they stink. Really, really, just so lucky also to be at the ballpark this weekend and have have the grace, the grace of the best fans in sports come to the game. <laughs> so kind and generous and wonderful to have all these great fans from St. Louis in the ballpark cheer for every team, respect well, the game. I mean, as my dad was saying, Mets fans, we're here no matter what. Cardinals yeah. fans, they start to lose for the first time in, what, 100 years, and they, they all of a sudden don't show up anymore. Exactly. I'm kind of being facetious because there really weren't many Cardinals fans. No. Years past coming to Mets Cardinals games, it would be a big batch of Cardinals fans. Especially a weekend in the summer. Yeah, because yeah. even like most road games we play here, like everyone wants to excuse to come to New York. It's the greatest city in the world. All these other people have to live in all these other cities. In St. Louis. It really, yeah, imagine living in St. Louis. No. God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm not gonna say what I'm gonna say, but yeah, just, I, that's not, not a place I'd like to live. It's very, it seems like a very you know scary city to be be around. But it's always a great excuse. People come travel to New York, like see a ballpark. What? I'm going to St. Louis in two weeks for a wedding. We're wow. going to review. Um, You're going see, to a wedding in St. You is, know people in St. Louis? The it's the, okay. So it's my friend who's from Jersey, from Caldwell. Oh, okay. Who's getting married to a girl from St. Louis? They live in Nashville. Oh. I'm gonna go to Yankees Cardinals. Oh, wow. nice. whoa! It's Roger Maris bobblehead day, so that's oh, like that's a awesome. thrill. That's oh the best God. fans versus the worst fans in sports. But I think it's the worst fans versus the worst fans in sports. <laughs> but St. Louis is actually rated one of the most unsafe cities in America. Oh, yeah. it is. Well, that's yeah. what I was gonna talk about. Someone on Twitter like yeah. a week or two ago was really funny. They did. They ranked every single major league division teams based on murder rate per capita, <laughs> no, and the Cardinals blew away the NL Central. Yeah. They crushed them. St. Louis, uh, not a place I'm going to choose to hang out too often. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like that'd be good. Good barbecue. Oh, yeah, pretty good barbecue. But at like least they cheer their fans. Yeah, they're so it's happy. True. They cheer for everybody. Just, Bunch of nerds. Just pretend, <laughs> they're, just, they're really pretentious. It's got to be the most pretentious people in the Midwest. 100%. Midwest, salt of the earth. I love the Midwest. You'll never hear me say a bad thing about the Midwest. Except, except St. Louis. <laughs> the Cardinals like fans. Yeah, Huckleberry Finn. Ooh, Tom Sawyer. Great. You know what I learned, too? There's a lot of people from Illinois that are actually Cardinals fans. Basically, oh, yeah, outside sure. of Chicago, yeah. you're a Cardinals fan. Yeah, which I was going to say that because I think the Cardinals Democrat have the largest fan base yeah. because of there's no teams. It's like oh, them and the Braves. Yeah, them and the right. inbred Braves fans. Right. Back in the day, KMOX, I believe, is the radio station. Right. That was before you know TV, and that, that was right. the biggest radio station out in the Midwest, and they Everybody gathered their fans in that it. way. Yeah. yeah. And right. the Cardinals also do have a, like a history of excellence. Like this, they're oh. they're on pace. This is one of the few times they're gonna be bad ever. Yeah, they, they, they I don't think they've ever lost no, a hundred games. No. I'm gonna tell you. They so haven't been a last up. place team no. in the in the NL since nineteen eighteen. Whoa, marquee stats over there. John, I had to fill in for John. Sorry, John. John John doesn't watch when he's not here. He's not a real fan. Yeah, wait, wait, give us a word to give, give us a random word. If John listens to this, yes, tell us this word. Baskin Robbins. Okay. Baskin Robbins. No, no, for no free ads. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, John will know if he if he listens, you'll tell us. But I know he's not going to listen because we do this every time he doesn't show up. Never once said it. Johnny Vanity. I mean, he's got a kid now. Well, now he's got a kid for a day, and he's still he's still probably going to do the, the future of flushing podcast. you told us before, which is just okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What a, what a blessing for Sean. No days off. Wow. So you know what I never thought about? Like, is there a St. Louis? Like, is that like based oh, on who? And there is a St. Louis. Oh, oh really? He's the patron oh, saint of masons and builders. Wow. wow. That makes okay. some sense. Okay. Learned something. That's, right. I guess that's why so the art wasn't there. Luigi. There you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> my grandfather was Luigi. Big I union guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Big <laughs> union guy. Local three. Local three. That's right. Which one? My dad. Local three. Local three electricians. Yeah. So the Cardinals have not had a losing season since 2007 where they went 78 and 84 that's brutal to hear they won the world series beat us and then had a bad season well they were bad 2006 i know too. that's yeah, just that was don't even mention that's crushing and oh then it was God. 1999 they, they did have a rough middle of the 90s where they had some losing seasons but yeah pretty much the cardinals are a oh, franchise of winning good. yeah pretty pretty good they have 11 world series and they're, again they're having a really bold like strategy these last few years where they're just totally snubbing modern pitching analytics yeah and they're going completely against what everyone knows like based on Data, statistics, Knowledge, results, watching, is good, yeah, like velocity, movement, really obvious how to get guys out nowadays. And the Cardinals are like, no, no, we still want contact. <laughs> they're still going for that. So again, really props to them for trying to just like buck every single trend and like think that they're smarter than every single other person in the entire league. But yeah, great, great for the Cardinals. Really great to watch them get to win their first series in a month and a half. Yeah, I mean that being said, we did lose a series. To That's them. what I mean. It's terrible. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's We're like saying tough. now, like I'm not even gave the home run to. To Nolan Arenado, back to back days. Game. I can't stand Nolan Arenado either. I've like everyone in baseball always loves him. Thinks he's one of these great player generation. I don't I, I can't stand him. I don't hate him. I don't like him. I at don't all. hate him. I, that, him and Paul Goldschmidt are probably the two guys I have no animosity towards on this roster. I respect the hell out of Paul Goldschmidt. Shout out, he's my first baseman in cousin Yuri's league. My best dynasty. <laughs> <season. laughs> I love Goldschmidt. He, I missed his acquisition last year. Just can't torpedo. He was amazing. Last. Last thing about the series, should we just say Dominic Leone still hasn't allowed yeah. an inherited runner Dominic to Leone's score? Been awesome. It's been great. Yeah, yeah. raised like a one and a half in the last like month. I think uh, maybe by the next time that we're in City Field for the podcast, I'll I'll have a Dominic Leone jersey. Yeah, and maybe, maybe we talk to him. I'd like to talk to Dominic yeah, let's, Leone let's now. Yeah, see what he's got. Yeah, him, him, Briggo, Rayleigh, Roberts. I feel like it'll be some the good, bullpen good boys. Interviews. Yeah, the bullpen boys. Uh, what's his like? What's his story like? The only hey, he's been a, been a bunch of teams. Journeyman. He, he spent a while with the Giants. He actually didn't have that bad the results there, but he got pushed out in a roster crunch. And this year, he came from another team before us. Right. I forget which, but he. I mean, the stuff is again. The stuff's been grading out as actually like good. It's at least average, a hair above, and his command has still been awesome. So he's he's someone he he got to ninety seven today with his fastball. Yeah, that's big. So he he feels like a guy who actually might have some staying power in his bullpen. So that's a really good find. Also. uh when Jordan Hicks is on, that's pretty pretty impossible to hit, huh? Yeah, Jordan Hicks throwing 103 mile an hour sinkers is crazy. Yeah, I didn't I mean, meet Jordan Hicks insane. in the offseason. Not a fun guy to be around. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Helsley, hell of a guy, salt of the earth. Great, David well, Bednar, and he hates the Braves too. What? And he hates the Braves too, Ryan Helsley. Yeah, he's the Braves. <laughs> Love, loves the Cowboys though. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, the Rockin' Ezekiel Elliott jersey at the Ohio State game was pretty cool of him. But yeah. I guess when you get it over 100 miles per hour on a slider, you don't, I mean, on the yeah, sink, I mean, you don't have to like, be nice I, anymore. Just, just some backup. Jordan <laughs> Hicks went to, went to a college football game in a labyrinth, like, graphic t-shirt, a big overcoat <laughs> trench coat, Ray-Bans in the cloudy day in November, and leather shoes, like, leather, like, actual shoes with, like, a strap and spikes. We were like... He doesn't know the tailgate vibe. Like, where do you think you were going today? Like, what is this? Have you been to a college football game? Ever? Yeah, like, we're in Ohio. Did he go to college? Let's see. I wonder what school he went to. He's, from, he's from Houston, but... Hmm? Yeah, but now... 
That's the end of the series. We did lose it here. So now we're going to move on to Estimate. And uh, I think our dads are going to take over Estimate for this series oh, because John's not here. I mean, new dad. <laughs> Have we, you guys uh, thought of anything? Mark won the last one. Uh, the Ooh. Cardinals only struck out, what? The Mets only struck out, what, 16 times this series? Yeah. 16 times. I had 19. Mark had 18. So that cuts it, my lead to three now. Seven series left in the first half. One of us is going to have to wear the full kit for probably that, maybe the Sunday right after the All-Star break. I'm so sorry, I, I, I won't give any dates specifically, yeah. but we will tell you guys ahead of time. And we'll do, we'll do, we'll do, we'll have to wear that for the episode too. Yeah. You know, hat, belt, cleats, you know, click clack metal cleats in the concourse. Yeah. Eye black. <laughs> maybe eye black. I don't want to do eye black. Mark will do eye black. You're going to do eye black. I don't want to do eye black. <laughs> but, it's, it's, well, you are because you're going to lose, but. Yeah. I don't know. When you in literally, you love the eye black. I did love the eye black. I did love my whole face. <laughs> So do you guys have, uh, did you come up with one? I know we kind of just threw you on the spot a little bit. A little you, bit. You did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just think, just throw anything out there. Uh, how about, uh, have we done a stolen base one? Have you guys done no, stolen bases stolen in the estimate? So we got Altuve, right, on the, uh, yep. the Astros. Um, yeah. And Marte on the Mets is actually doing well. So yeah. maybe between the two teams, stolen okay. bases? Yeah. Stolen bases. Stolen bases. I like that. Okay. You call myself, you know, like well, that. thank you. Altuve well done, is Dad. back. He's starting to play a little bit better, too, just as we ease into the Astros preview, because... Last time we played that team, it did not go very well at all. No, but we haven't beat them in a minute. No, like not even at all. Like no wins, no wins. Period. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, like yeah. it's not, yeah. it's not even like hyperbole. Like we literally did not beat them last year. Oh god, it sucks. But we had a game here with the Astros, right? And uh, yeah, didn't yeah, go was well. Tough. That I mean, was also one of the first times as well that we were doing stuff with the Mets because we uh, talked to Carton and Roberts yeah, in the suite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got some good TikTok stuff. We did, we did good TikToks. Uh, yeah, shout out Carton. You just signed a huge deal with FS1. Okay, so I'm looking at the stats. The Mets and the Astros are both middle of the pack in stolen bases. They both have 51 this year. Exactly oh, the same. Interesting. Exactly wow. the same. Good 51 stolen you know. bases. As if I knew. So, oh, you have a, where'd you get the whiteboard? I brought one from home. You brought it from home? BYOWB. I gotta buy a whiteboard, I guess. Yeah, John, another thing he forgets the whiteboard. John, John's just, it's not, whatever's the opposite of Johnny on the spot, that's John. As baby forgets about us. Yeah, losing. <laughs> Crazy. Pretty big, pretty big event. Yeah. yeah it's not that bad. <laughs> All right, though. All right, I, uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I got a number. This is also a three-game series. Last year, I think we played them two two-game series, but now different schedule. Everyone plays everybody a lot, so yeah. keep that in mind. Yeah, I think I got my number here right, for what the Astros are going to do stolen base-wise. The guy who you leads their team is Kyle Tucker, followed by Corey Jolks. I weirdly know someone who told me all about Corey Jolks a few years ago, and I'll never forget the name, so right. shout-out Corey Jolks. I, I got my whiteboard. I got my number. Okay, three-game series. Uh, the pitching matchups of, Mac, of Scherzer, Verlander, right? It's a, I'll give you the matchups right now. Yeah, because I mean, we've got to see if we these guys can be stolen. Monday on night, 8 10 game. Come on, Dylan. Got paper from Mark. Oh, nice. Dylan, thank you. Watch. Do we have a pencil or pen? So is it combined stolen bases? That we I have my marker. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's right the marker. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah combined so, stolen bases. Are the dads going to get on this estimate too? Could we uh, have yeah, you guys can throw a number out too? You guys yeah. have some fun. Yeah. yeah. How about that? That could be a bonus point. Oh, whoever's dad can get two? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So whoever's we'll be, dad gets separate. You guys do your own. So you guys will say at the same time and we'll show at the same time. That'll be a bonus point to add in. But. Monday night, 8.10 p.m., Max Scherzer versus Hunter Brown. The Astros, very, very talented starting, uh, rookie starting pitcher. And then Tuesday, Justin Verlander returning to Houston versus Framber Valdez, who's just one of the most underrated players in all of baseball. And Wednesday afternoon, 2.10, Tyler McGill versus Christian Javier. Okay. Yeah. I got my number. I wrote it so small. What am I doing? <laughs> Why did I write it so little? Okay, now it's big. A right. combined stolen base. Combined, combined stolen, stolen bases, stolen bases by, both by both teams. Three games. Yep. yep. All right, so... We're going to count it down. We're going to show it. You guys say your numbers. Okay. It's going to be a little confusing. Yeah, and then we'll say ours after as yeah. well. So this is better for YouTube than podcasting, but we got you guys. Sorry All right. About that. Three, two, one. Seven. Six. Oh. Four. 
I had five. That's seven. Four, four, five, six. Why seven. don't you Why don't you really quickly give it to your dads and they can just add to it and then okay, hold it, yeah. and then they'll hold it under with their number. Okay. So we do that again. No, no, no. We oh. can just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah, we'll keep it going here. Write Write numbers That's on there. And then just hold it up there while they talk. Yeah. Yeah. So what numbers did you have? Four. I went five. We I went five. Oh, I so just figured lower than them. Yeah. What did you guys say? Oh, so now with the bonus point, we're just totally neutralizing. I it had out. six and James had seven. Okay. Oh, so now that wait. <laughs> That's Wait, fine. So now that, yeah, me, me and your dad were under, and you and my dad were over. This just could be nothing. Yeah, I guess there's gonna be nothing. <laughs> well, we'll That's figure right. it out. Yeah, whatever. We'll say someone gets exact. This is John. Point. John will take care of. John it. will yeah, handle this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John will handle John's, this. Is his John's problem. gonna be free all week. I just so no bonus point. That's all. <laughs> all right, nice, beautiful. Thank you. So now, just preview the series. Yep. I do, I do want to talk about these pitchers because they're just both really, really fun. And we're only gonna see the Astros once, so yeah. let's talk about them. And I feel like these two guys, as for as good as they are, Hunter Brown and Framber Valdez, they're not really super well known in baseball yet for like casual fans. Someone just really pays attention to the Mets, but Hunter Brown burst on the scene last year. He had an electric debut, mostly because people know this that he has the exact same. Wind up in delivery is Justin Verlander. It's a good guy to copy. Yeah, significantly smaller though. Brown's only 6'2, 210. Must be must suck to be that small. Yeah, right. Must suck to be that small. 6'2, 210. For a starting pitcher though, it throws 97 miles an hour. That is pretty small. And Brown, while he has a great fastball, it has pretty good life, pretty good shape. It just sits in the middle of the zone. Nobody hits it because it has that good hop. He's so good because even so young in his career, he has two standout breaking balls already. His slider and his curveball, which I believe is regarded as a knuckle curveball. I think so, yes. And the slider, he's going to just go sit it outside, and that curveball is going to drop down like real 12-6 fashion. And see, it's really, he's really good. He's been one of my favorite pitching prospects in baseball for a very long time. Astros grabbed him out of junior college and just kind of built him in their lab as, as they as do. As they do. And he's just, he looks like in a year where there's a lot of good rookies in baseball, he is absolutely one of the best. And he's, he's been so good, and they had so much confidence in him. They didn't resign Justin Verlander. Think about that one for a second. Yeah. And then Framber Valdez, he... Probably the most underrated pitcher in baseball. He probably is. He he was always a guy who was more of the ground ball or the sin. 60% ground ball rate, one of the highest in the league forever. And all of a sudden now, he's just striking out a ton of guys. 26% strikeout rate, highest rate of his career so far, with a 5% walk rate, which is the lowest of his career so far. So as he keeps getting better, keeps getting better, evolution in the game. Also an amazing curveball. It's a little slurvier. Not Hunter Brown's more up and down. Valdez comes across like this. And he has the classic bowling ball sinker that you're just never really going to be able to square up. Yeah, no. And any, anyone who was a fan of an American League team, I'm sure you've seen Fran Bervaldez beat you in the playoffs a few times already. <laughs> yeah. the, guy, the guy's just really unhittable. The clutch. Best stories in the league. And have my buddy, I've talked about a few times, Nick, Nick shout him out, works for the Astros organization. He said that Framber is completely wild. Yeah. He said that he's like flamboyant, dresses in crazy clothes, like the master <laughs> of vibes enthusiasm for that team in the clubhouse. And they have their, their manager's the master of vibes too with Dusty. Yeah. Dusty. <laughs> Dusty and Buck. That's going to be an all-time like combined age of managers in baseball history. Right? Oh, 100%. one of the oldest like ma- managerial matchups ever. Definitely. And then did you talk about Christian Javier? I didn't because Christian Javier, he was a guy who was ascending rapidly the last couple of years. But this year, he's lost a lot of life in his fastball. Yeah, Similar like, to what we've talked about with Verlander this year, it's just flattened out. And his thing was always having that really hoppy, like rising fastball because he doesn't really throw that hard. And he's also a tiny bit smaller. And he only has two pitches, fastball and sliders. He was kind of doing what Spencer Strider was doing just in the American League almost as well last year. Yeah. But that fastball's flattened out this year and he is being hit harder. So keep an eye on that. He's been giving up some home runs. Hopefully, we can get to him too because the other two guys are really good for you guys at home too. 8 10 start game or start times mm-hmm. on monday and tuesday 2 10 on wednesday because we got that the, oh you did i said all that wow yeah I blanked what, what out i blanked out i was looking up i was looking up the matchups i was looking at stats <laughs> yeah. i was looking at the, their offense so ahead of it kyle yeah, tucker right. love kyle tucker not having that great walks three minutes isn't but he is at yeah, the same no. time is jordan gonna play no he's out for like a month cool oblique awesome. strain. yeah well yeah. not awesome 
Bad for baseball. Love your Alvarez. Good for the Mets. Good for the Mets that yeah. he's not going to be playing because that definitely changes their offense quite a bit. Jose Abreu, we know, has been about as cold as you could be, although he's heating he's up like a little like bit. Two weeks. Yeah, he's had a good couple weeks. Yeah. Jeremy Pena, World Series MVP. You guys know him well. Alex Bregman. Like, this is still a very, very Altuve, good team. Yeah. Altuve's around. They have been struggling a little bit. Granted, they're seven games over 500, which is not... I'd love yeah, to be struggling funny. like that. But, uh, yeah, this is... It, you know, it feels like a little bit of a World Series hangover team. We're going to see old friend Rafael Montero. Yep. Which is always pretty funny. The fact that, oh, he's good now. Imagine that. Going to see uh, yeah. a friend of mine, Brandon Bielak, who there I play go, baseball yeah. with. Got to mention it every time. Uh, Shout out Brandon Bielak. My dad That's right. Will, see, I was going to ask you, is he on the roster again? I think he's, he was recently he, sent down. No, he's on the roster right now. Oh, really? Yeah, he's on the roster. He's been used quite a bit, especially like in kind of the long stretch role. Um, nothing really mm. to worry about, I will say, like unfortunately, but he was pretty, yeah. he was pretty <laughs> cool. I played with him. I caught him. He was, yeah. he was a beast. He was special. You, everyone knew. All the dads. Well, you know, you travel team, bring the kids together from all over the place, bring the kids from all over the place, sorry. And uh, we watched him and we were like, whoa, he's 13? He's different. <laughs> he, yeah, he was different. He hit different. Yeah. It sounded different on yeah. his, coming off his bat. And when he threw, the pop of the mitt was like, wow. This, so. this, this is going to be something funnier for you guys watching on YouTube. But as you guys know, both of our dads, you can hear our last names, Shiano and Luino. You can see them we're talking about Brooklyn. Like, these are, these are Italian guys. <laughs> as they talk with their hands, they're not really used to having microphones. Yeah. So they start talking with their hands, and the microphone's further away. So it's going to be a good, good shout-out for Vito Fred in this one. But I'm um, going to wrap this up. It's been a long episode. Hold on one second. Before we go, I do want to mention when the Mets are back in town, the two bobbleheads on the oh, desk. Yes. You got the Starling Marte bobblehead and the Indiana Jones bobblehead. Monday and Tuesday that the Mets are back. First 15,000 fans get those. And the absence of proof event is pretty cool. Non-alcoholic beverages. Look, I've went through tons of dry months where I try not to drink, go to the game, <laughs> keep it keep it pretty easy. There's never that many non-alcoholic beverage options. That's here. fair. You know how hard it is to get a good cup of coffee here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so go to the Mets website, Absence of Proof for a hundred of for a hundred dollars, you get an all-you-can-drink drink special with huh. the Absence of Proof event, which is a great name. Yeah, it's a good name. Absence of proof because, you know, alcoholic proof and a beverage. There we go. And there is a gift basket. There's a raffle ticket. I believe you get some decent tickets with this deal. So go check that out, the absence of proof event at City Field, and get your bobbles. Yes, yeah, it's nice. a great option for people, you know, you know, who may be in recovery, battling sobriety. It's very, it's very cool. Very cool yeah, event. These bobbleheads are cool. I know yeah. we've had them out Dude, before, but they're Indiana awesome. Jones one is sick. They're cool, both Cool sick. thing that production today, shout out Dylan, was working on that too. The, the uh, Mets, Mets, Mr. Met Indiana Jones like, oh, yeah. little thing. Very, very cool. Ball. Very, very cool. It was really well done. Yeah, yeah. it was really yeah. well done. It was yeah. nice. But before we do go, got you guys here. I want one more thing. I want you guys to just give like a funny story about us as kids. Just something stupid. Anything you got. I think Mr. Luino had one you about had me one before, about James, which was yeah. funny, yeah. Oh, yeah, so I can do about James, exactly. All right, so uh, when Mark and James were probably, I think, second grade, maybe, yeah. uh, Mr. Schwartz's team, shout out, Mr. Schwartz. Um, <laughs> you know, recreation, baseball. Um, James, this will live in my, my mind forever. James, um, no matter what he did, strike out, base hit, walk. When that inning was over, he would run to his mother, Gina, who was sitting in her lawn chair, and just jump on her lap and just start smothering her with kisses and taking the kisses back from her. It was, it was every a, it was time. Very and it was, uh, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a nice thing. Yeah. Uh, we have to embarrass you guys, too, because when we pulled up to the park today, we're parking. 
I saw my dad's shirt. I was like, oh, nice shirt. He goes, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get any stains on it. We're going yeah, to yeah. be on camera today. He goes, oh. nice and white shirt. I wanted to make sure I wore it for this event. I got the inside scoop from my sister at home because I came from my apartment that my dad changed three times before coming to the ballpark today to wear the red shirt. And, and you see he's wearing this nice Mets polo. He has a change of clothes in his bag over there. He's been, carry, he's been carrying around another jersey all day just in case he wanted to like do the jersey instead of the polo. Listen, I was a Boy Scout. You have to be prepared for anything. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how was your guys' experience on the Mets Up podcast? How do you feel? Uh, it's great. When are we coming back? I would say... Uh, yeah, is that next year? <laughs> I would say uh, it's uh, aside from my... Uh, the day I met my wife, my children's births, this is probably the highlight of my life. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Love it. Well, thank you guys for coming. Thanks yeah. for being the Thanks best fans in the world. Thanks for, having us. Thanks for making us Mets fans, because again, don't know where we'd be without that. Totally. And thank you for making this a more fun episode after yeah. a not-so-fun series. 100%. <laughs> Great. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. You know where to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at MetsUp. Go subscribe to the New York Mets YouTube channel. You can see what our dads look like, and maybe get a peek into what we'll look like in about <laughs> 30, 40 years from now. Uh, follow, or if you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Drop us a rating, drop us a review, download and subscribe. We do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, follow James on Twitter at James underscore Shiano. Me, Giraffe Neck Mark with a C. Thank you guys for watching. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Messed Up Podcast. Peace out.